were just talking about expressing a man expressing the way he really feels about his girl all the ooey gooey stuff I call it mm-hmm. yeah. the whole like whenever I think about you at the end of my day I start doing backflips inside and I have butterflies in my stomach because there's something that happens in the center of my chest that only happens when I'm with you and I love it you know that kind of thing uh, and also the all that stuff. Uh, I used to save that stuff for when I thought the relationship was okay to be in, which is weird to say, because like, you should do that before you get into it. You mean like in your past relationships? Mm-hmm, or okay. mm-hmm, my past relationships. And it was like, it was so weird because like any woman would it's like well just tell me how you feel so I'm not left in the dark here you know and it's like well I don't know if I can do that yet it's like well you should have already because she's here telling you that she's all over you she loves you blah 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 she's probably painting marriage pictures in her head and she's not even sure if you feel kind of the same way or if you all are just like roommates and fuck buddies or something and uh it's just funny to think about it in retrospect. It's like, how could anybody hang that over a woman's head? Like, even a little bit, you know? And I'm not talking about just the I love you in the morning or at the end of the day and stuff, anything like that. I mean, all the little stuff you spread throughout that. Saying thank you. Reaching over to touch her. Just to get a quick little recharge. You know, let her know, hey, I count on you to help get me through this day. I just need a little more. You know? <sighs> thank you. Yeah. You know, those little things to let her know, like, yeah, I am a part of his life and a part of his day or a part of his being that you know, when you do things like that, all that other stuff goes unsaid. But a lot of the times, we aren't doing either in a relationship, mm-hmm. and it's You're like not. Really, I can finally see how it's confusing. Yeah, like like not <clears throat> doing all those little things that you're talking about, like withholding in that way, and then also on top of that, not fully expressing or letting a, a woman really know where he stands with her. A woman not having and getting any of that, you're you're finally making the connection. Like wow. Like how how very little girls or women get, and they give, a lot of them give so much, and it does go the other way around. And I understand that, so I don't want it to just be. But you're right in terms of like men obviously have a more difficult time expressing themselves, and there's all kinds of other reasons why y'all withhold from us. Yeah, and then we get to you know, we get to our late twenties, and no one our age wants to play those games anymore. You know, women are done with it by like twenty one, twenty two. Well, not really. Sadly, it's like well, some now like, it's like here's a some some end up with with the what <laughs> oxymoron, but some end up with a good toxic male. <laughs> like, his scales are just always like eh, he's done enough work to kind of just linger, you know. <clears throat> and, and of course, and when you mean by good toxic male, because there's no such thing as good toxic <laughs> male, but it's the it's the toxic male that gives just enough. It's like they throw him a bone. Yeah. Enough. And yeah, we'll give them the impression. They'll give both. them. They'll give them little experiences to give them the impression that that potentiality that the woman holds in her mind of a man, that that she's actually right. Like so, they give her just enough to keep giving her hope, but then they bring her down uh, to stress her. And so it's that that tension of like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. And that's the stuff that for women and men, but <clears throat> yeah, women especially have been conditioned to something about that 
on an unconscious level is appealing. And so that's why we have our own personal work that we have to do uh, so that we can do better for ourselves and realize we deserve better. But we have to know what that is first so that we can like compare the two, you know, when you don't have point of reference. That's why it's so important for us to like have these conversations. And for men to kind of step into their accountability and responsibility to do the work they need to do to bring balance to the scales and to bring harmony back into love and commitment and relationship and all that kind of stuff because what we've all been thinking that it is and like living from in terms of relationship and love has been really dysfunctional that's that's why divorce and so many people deal with so much heartache and so much breakup is really because we haven't dealt with our own personal heartaches there's so many reasons why we've been broken from the inside even though we aren't quote unquote broken but we have to recognize that that stuff inside is impeding our ability to really engage in intimacy in the manner in which God is really asking all of us to do with him with whatever God is to you and ourselves and no one's really doing that that's the sickness really in this whole thing is the, the lack of the spirit within love And what is that exactly? And so that's what you and I as two people are figuring out for ourselves. But also, how do we do that in partnership? And so I think it's super awesome that through your evolution, um, that you can watch a movie or you can listen to a conversation. And it now has like a different feel to you because of all the conversations we've had. Your, Your perspective on it has and empathy, I guess, compassion for women. Well, but I, I mean, the work was done before I stepped into this. Right? Of course. But yeah, it's only expanded. Since. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just like ever evolving. Yeah. I was going to say something about uh, the exit point for a woman. Of a <clears throat> the exit point of a relationship for a woman. And how, how when it comes to men, I feel like our, our issue is at the beginning of the relationship, but we haven't done the work ourselves or the research to have the knowledge to know what healthy is you know to, you know especially with where we come from right and then that that creates its own problems going in then for women it's on the other side where it's on the way out it's like well why don't women leave why don't why do they keep ending up in the same relationships like well what were the women in their life like what kind of crap gets stored in a woman that creates that kind of weird like loop little loop <clears throat> it's like that. a generational trauma yeah and, it's, yeah, and that's when it gets, that's when it got interesting for me, was when I realized, like, oh, wait, I'm not just playing out my thing, you know, there was, there was someone else in my life, in this, on this plane, wanting to do the same shit, wanting to break the fucking pattern, you know, and maybe not even realize, there's a lot more people not even realizing they were in one, you know, because... In a, in a generational tra- yeah, traumatic pattern, you mean? Yeah, because... As I think about it and think back, and I remember some of the stories uh, my father telling me, I was like, damn, my father was his father. You know, he just, because the times were different, he couldn't do his drinking at a bar. You know, Mm -hmm. so he just did it all at home. Uh, And when you say times were different, why couldn't he drink at a bar? What do you mean by that? Well, because when my father was in the army, well, when my father's father, my grandfather was in the army, uh, it was like during World War II, so he could take my dad into a bar with him, and mm. 
he was the DD, so he could oh. control it. So, he, so he would like, take his son into bars, yeah. and you're saying the time was different because my dad couldn't take me to a yeah, bar, yeah, so, so he, he just, would have to, he just brought the bar home. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot how we got into that. Uh, you were talking about generational trauma, oh, yeah. and that you realized so, that your dad yeah, was your so dad's dad. So yeah, so my dad was his dad. I'm like, holy shit, he just did his thing. Thing. And then uh, I started thinking about how many uncles I had. Six grandmother had seven boys <laughs> and I thought about how most of them are alcoholics most of them drink uh, I'll be very honest and say that uh, both my grandparents on that side of the family have died and that they can't get rid of uh, the alcoholic son who outlives them um, who refuses to to do anything other than drink his, the rest of his days away um so it's that bad on the on my side of the family. The Bustamante side. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but there is that one uncle I've told you that lost like contact with us. We only saw him every once in a while at big family functions, you know, when he would try to To be there, be, there. be a part of it. But he detached because he realized that it was toxic. And since he couldn't get them to change and he probably tried, sure he's he like, I'm just gonna distance myself, which is what some people have to do. Yeah. You know? So uh, that tells me two things. One, it's possible. And two, my generation has seen it before. So that's still something. Your generation has seen what before? Another side. Ah, okay. So I have that going for me. Yeah, like another way of living and thinking and being and doing and everything. Shit, it's like a whole new operating system that you've been having exactly. to you're having to dismantle so much shit and rebuild new to, to, to even be the new you that you are wanting to be exactly. which is filled with more love and peace and compassion and you weren't around any of that shit mm-hmm. exactly bunch of pride it's like we were talking about it's, it's not just learning to make yourself feel good it's finding a new feel good oh my god i can't even imagine what that feels like yeah imagine being told I that's can't. what it is and you're like wait what what <laughs> like I, even when i try to conceptualize that i can do it to a certain degree but even thinking about it 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 makes my stomach i can feel like a discomfort in my stomach and a little it almost feels like nervous in the stomach and a little bit in my in my chest like in my heart like oh Mm. that's why if you don't have someone close to you who could be the representation of it and sort of kind of be like a guide or give you some steps and some support as you figure out it's almost like that mushy gooey part of the chrysalis and the metamorphosis yeah yeah and you're all you do such a good job too because i'll uh i'll get really lost in our gooey gooeyness and I'll muster up some courage. And in my mind, it's like, I'm gonna say what feels like coming from me. The silliest, dorkiest freaking thing to tell her. But tell her too. It's making me laugh. And I'm gonna say it. And then I'll say it and you'll melt right in front of me. You're like, oh my god, what is this mean? I'm like, oh wait, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had so many moments like that now that uh, the that thought and that hesitation whether or not to say it probably doesn't come to you quite as much as it used to mm-hmm. because now you see the 
the response that you get from me is usually, like you said, yeah. pretty like awesome. There's, <laughs> there's feelings inside of me that come up. For me, it's always in the chest. Okay, so I'm a big Iron Man fan, so I'm going to use that analogy. Not a big Iron Man fan, but I watch it growing up. Yeah. Um, he has that, that arc reactor, that battery in his chest. Mm-hmm, that okay. lights up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whatever I describe, for me, uh, for me, stress happens in my jaw and back here in my shoulders. Uh, and so does anger. So anxiety, nervous, nervousness is in my belly, but anxiety, mostly anxiety, you know, happens in here. In your chest, in chest area. Right in the area with Iron Man. So when I describe things, like that's the area I'm talking about. It's like a buzzing. It's not like, it's weird to talk. Mm-hmm. But now you have frame around. Mm-hmm. Um, that fe- there's a feeling that I would get in the center of my chest that before I would regard as a, uh, do the opposite thing like here's this here's your knowledge from your, your higher self now thank your higher self for the heads up and do something else with that does that make sense do the opposite of what your higher yeah, self is telling yeah. you to do so yeah, you would yeah, get like, the heart intelligence because intuition. I would feel it and I would translate it like right away I would feel anxiousness like oh. you know I would feel I would feel real anxious and, and then it would go up to my jaw and my jaw would clench and I would take that as oh I shouldn't say anything I shouldn't do or say this thing that I'm feeling. So I would act against it, you know, or try to outwit it. See? Yeah. And it took time to, that's what I mean by finding a new, a new feel good. Because now that thing comes up and it's like, no, say this. And I, and all that other stuff happens because I'm not saying it or I'm not doing that thing. Yeah, the, the visceral reaction now has a different context and meaning behind it. So in order to alleviate it, you have to say it. <laughs> exactly. Or do it. Or yeah, something. or do it or whatever it is. Yeah, that, the thought that comes to your mind. Yeah, I don't like rolling out of bed at 4.30 some mornings and taking a shower, half asleep. But I feel it, you know, and I want... I'm, but you feel good when you do it. But I feel that energy build up inside of me and I'm not going to ignore it anymore. Uh, I'm not going to respond to it the way I have my whole life. I want to, I want to honor. I'm saying, hey, look, it's like I'm telling myself I'm sorry for all the times I ignored it or did something else. It's like, oh, you want, you want me to roll out of bed? You want the vessel to take a shower? Okay, let's go take a shower. You know? Oh, you want the vessel to leave the light off? I'll leave it off. You know? What else you need, buddy? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? Kind of like that. Like I, I, I had, I had it all wrong before. I had it misunderstood. I should have been listening to you. You were my driving force. You were my only saving grace. And I spent a life learning how to ignore you. My bad, buddy. What do you need? The vessel hungry? The vessel want to be vegetarian? Yeah? Okay, we'll be vegetarian. Let's do it. You know, like, I'm ready to do it. Oh, I just want to honor. Funny enough, though, when the other voice comes up, which you know is so different, the egoic voice, the goal now, because the way you just said now, like you're treating the higher self as like a friend, right? Like your intuition, your soul self. You cannot still treat the other one as such. Like, yes, you could still be friendly, but you can't look at it like, oh, you're here to help me? No, that motherfucker is there to F you up and everyone else around you in whatever way it can. So now it's like deciphering between those two voices and then not saying, yeah, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go jump rope with your ass. You know? It's like... Mm, double dutch don't be double dutching with your ego <laughs> okay. unless you're sitting there schooling it and not witting it you know not like rope, I get my own jump rope and we just stay in our own squares 
Treat him like a serial killer. You know how with ser- like the really bad ones in jail, they like you can't touch them. They got like a they got a perimeter around them. Don't don't go past the yellow tape. <laughs> it's like put your pen in the box and then remove it. And then he'll you pick it, it up says, out of the box. <laughs> you know what I just saw too. No physical little, contact. I saw a little sign that says "Do not feed animals." You know how they do they do that? <laughs> yeah. And that's basically and, what it is when the ego shows up. We can't there, feed he's it. He's just waiting for jealousy. And envy and greed is just waiting for all that. Lust and all this other stuff. Pride is a yeah. And you know how it, at Fisherman's so Wharf in California, you could buy uh, some fish and feed it to the seals? Yeah, yeah I you love could, that. You could walk up to a vendor and you can get like anger and rage and all kinds of dumb shit in a bag and you can like, throw it at the ego. Like, look at the ego, look at it. Look at the ego, look at it, look at it, look at it, anger up. He gets all mad. <laughs> I guess that's why they say not to feed him. Oh well. Oh gosh, this is this is us bringing levity to brevity, y'all. Seriously, we started with like expressing self, and it all sort of, you know, got. It's yeah, all coming don't, together. Don't go too far into that. That your ego isn't. He's not a. He's not an animal for you to do that. Like he's not something you want to change up. Yeah, you don't want to be poking fun at it, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it does have animalistic primal tendencies that are based on pure survival. You know, it's like the Taoists say and all those, the, the monks and everything. Like there's, there's, your ego is probably the only necessary evil in your life. That's it. And I'm saying evil to give frame of reference, not because it is evil. Mm-hmm. You know? it, but yeah. it's, my brother asked me one time, my brother, uh, if you think my life is dark, my brother can sit down and drop your jaw on the floor just as easy. Uh, he asked me one day, um, in, in, a, in a deep state of passion, uh, if God wanted so much good in this world, why the hell is there so much bad? Why is there sex trafficking? Why is there rape? Why is there murder? And without hesitation, I simply said, because there has to be balance, there you said? There has to be balance. You know? It's not easy to think about, but you can't have amazing peaks of joy and happiness without something to compare it to, without the other side of the fucking world, <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just the big, huge picture of life, you know? You have to. There's everything you do has its responses and reactions. That's why it's so important for you to live a good life right. and, and a fulfilling and one that's filled with compassion and empathy so that way you're not only on that plane but you grow that plane for other people and the other thing too about this experience or at least this dimension this plane of existence there's a reason why polarity exists like you said you just described it but it's also because part of this existence uh, there's free will tied into it and maybe that's that's one of the huge lessons here on this planet and the reason why there is polarity duality and the concept of free will because this is a place where we literally get an option to flex it there was once a time i believe where it was always well in harmony here on earth and then some you know whatever took place and things that the scale started to sort of tip and now we're at a state where we're returning we kind of went into this iron age and now we're going into like this golden age and gold is wisdom and uh, intellect and intelligence and knowledge and love. And so I think that we think 
that there has to continue to be hate and fear for us to be able to appreciate peace and joy. But I think we all have learned what we've needed to learn. Not all of us, but a lot of us are realizing, wait a second, we don't really need fear to keep us in line to be morally right. What if we all had an internal compass that we aligned, like we said, and healed so that we can live the way we, we have an op- option We have an opportunity if every single person on this planet chose to really study what love is and then become it, then no, we wouldn't have to have, we wouldn't have to have that drastic dark and light. But for now, that's where we are. And I don't know how many hundreds or thousands or whatever it's going to take, but that is the direction that we're heading. And that's why it's important for us to address all these deeper things, you know, because there is a way to heal the ego. You know, there is a way to heal the mind and the body that has been intoxified and infected with a bunch of parasites and viruses that tells us that human beings at their core are animalistic. And now we know we aren't just mind-body, we are something else. And that other thing doesn't believe in fighting, doesn't believe in violence, doesn't believe in aggression, doesn't believe in scarcity, which means there would be no need for war because it doesn't believe in separation, because it doesn't believe in, in division. It believes in that oneness. And when all people finally take in all the information that's available to all of us, but it's free will whether or not you want to see it and swallow it and be it, this is how it's going to be. And it's not, it can't get better until we see what is not good. And then how do we course correct that individually in our lives? And then because that alone creates a big ripple and creates a, a, just a healthier world in general. But we're mentally and emotionally sick because we've been disembodied from the intelligence in our body. And now we are returning home. And we're bridging heaven on earth if you would like to join us. And that's what I want to be about. That's why I don't have tolerance for ignorance. Because ignorance believes in separation. And that's something else that we get to flex in relationship. Is knowing that even though Justin is separate from me. And even though he's like a, a, a man and I'm a woman. And there's all these like things that separate us. There's a piece of Justin that is not separate from me. And if I want, I can look at him. And it's easier for me to have mercy and compassion if I see him as me. How do I want to treat me? How would I want to be treated in that moment? If he makes a mistake, do I want to continue to shame and throw condemnation and make him feel really shitty after he's already acknowledged it? No. Why? Because I don't want him doing that to me. You know? What is, what is friendship really? And that's what it is. We all need to befriend ourselves, which is what you described earlier, Justin. We need to learn what it means to be our friend. It's okay that we're going to be our own enemy and our own adversary. But if you're feeding it, it's always going to take control. You know? And, and you, don't, you don't really want, you know, that's not the ideal way really to live because it just, just sets you up for illness and disease and yuckiness, you know? And I think everybody really wants to feel good and the only way to feel good is to be to do good and be good and that doesn't mean the sharp line perfection in this life cracking the whip it's like hey you're gonna fall off the path a little bit but what path are you really on and where are you really heading and why where do you really want to go what do you really want to experience and that is us taking
living truth from a place of accountability. Self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-accountability. <laughs> it takes all of that to build what it is that you and I are, are wanting to build. And that is unconditional love. And that doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, healthy boundaries within that. So I honor you greatly for being willing to walk that path for your own self. But, but it's even braver to attempt to do it with someone outside of yourself. And I know that it hasn't been easy and it's, and it can get pretty ugly sometimes, but you know, we're weathering the, the storms and then coming out like more badass and more connected. Yeah. Just been just keep bringing my stubbornness with me. I know, baby. Which gives me room to bring other stuff with me. I know. <laughs> it's, it's not helping you. It's not. And when it shows up, you're like, God, there's all these little funny names I have for him when he's acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, they all have, they're all in Spanish. They're all terms of endearment. <laughs> but it's like, being bonito, pompito, uh, pinchito, pendejito, um, <laughs> I try to put the ito on it to like so it doesn't have yeah, such yeah, a hot. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, it's lighthearted. Yeah, it's like hey, you're you're feeling a little pompito right now. So uh, what's going on? <laughs> that's like that's the equivalent of saying hey, you're being a little bit of a butthead. You're being a little bit of a butthead. But you know what really sucks is when your stubbornness is not letting you. It's not you're not allowing yourself to even be a witness of your stubbornness. And then even if I help, like lightheartedly point it out to you, you'll be like no. <laughs> You just think I am. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess this is where I exit stage left because somebody doesn't want to be honest with their own self. So what's the point of talking? Like, it's stage right. Damn it. <laughs> looking, On the top. <laughs> just looking for something to say is wrong. Yeah. Oh my God, you're ridiculous. That's relationship, people. <laughs> Mindful love. Get on board. It'll do your body, mind, heart, soul good.